playing D three, and like I said too before, uh, you get you get less exposure, so it's even your job to like even be better and be more serious about it than a D one player because you have so much. Like there's such a big gap, such a big bridge that you got to be so much more serious if if you're trying to like stand out in between all the D one guys and all the D three guys. So that's what I try to do. What's up, everyone? This is Skylar Butts, and today on the D3 to Pro podcast, I'm joined by Tom Auburn. Tom has had an incredible journey of passion, resilience, and professionalism that has led him from France to the U.S. and ultimately Norwich. He recently signed a two-year deal with the Rockford Icehogs of the American Hockey League after a historic senior season. This is Tom Auburn's D3 to Pro story. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Hey, how are you? Doing great. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good as well. How are you? We were just talking. You said you're in Buffalo, New York. How'd you end up there after the season got shut down? So, uh, yeah, so I'm staying with my friend, uh, TJ Dockery. He's my teammate, defense in Norwich, and we got pretty close uh, during those four years. So uh, I spent the, the past two Christmases over here in Buffalo. So it just made sense after the season where I didn't have a place to go just to stay with him for a few months. That's great. Yeah. So. I was reading about you and I was thing that kept coming into my mind was like, how, how do you get started in hockey in France? It just doesn't seem like a very big sport. No, it's not. France is usually like soccer, rugby and stuff. So, um, well, I come from like a little town called Chamonix. It's uh, it's a ski resort kind of. And so over there, you either ski or or play hockey because there's a, there's a hockey club there on the top level of France. So I just, yeah, I was like very uh, active being a kid, and uh, I don't know. My mom just put me into hockey because you can spend your energy, and I uh, really liked it from the start. So that was how I started hockey. Were you playing any other sports, or you just went straight to hockey? A lot of skiing, obviously, from where I was. Uh, a little bit of tennis. I just trying a bunch of different things, you know, when like every kid usually. Yeah. But yeah, hockey really stuck with me right away. And were you a goalie right away? No, I think I, I made the switch around eight years old, I think. And I started at around four. So I played uh, I played defense for a little while. Yeah, you, you started really young. Yeah, I did. Exactly. My mom was just tired of me <laughs> having me around the house all the time. So she put me at hockey. My mom was a figure skater. And I remember she put me on skates when I was really young, too. And yeah. I like I didn't enjoy it, but nope. she made me do it. She, yeah. she made me. She made me do it. Um, so yeah, I did that really young, and it was weird. It was, I remember it being weird putting on skates so young and just learn how to walk. Oh, definitely, it's, uh, it's the same thing, kind of. But didn't really think about it when I was a kid. It's just yeah, just having fun. You know? Yeah, was uh, switching to goalie was that something you you chose or just kind of fell into your lap? Yeah, yeah, it was me definitely. Uh, we, uh, we didn't really have a goalie at the time. It was kind of like there there was an equipment there and, and players were just kind of like switching around and and uh, jumping in um, just to try it out. And I always wanted to, but the, the coach didn't want to let me because I think I was doing pretty good as a D. So he was like, I don't want you as a goalie. And I kept on insisting and asking and asking. And he just he just gave up and, and let me try. And I just loved it right away. So that's how I made the search. You didn't mind, like, I, I'm just terrified of the thought of someone shooting at me yeah no i didn't think about it um, but like when when you're a kid i mean some kids came and pick up the puck for a while so it wasn't very very dangerous at first but no i didn't think about that but yeah being a goalie always really attracted me 
um, mm-hmm. like the pads and, and like how important it is in the sport. Like the, that's our like position and, and all the, the, the risk that come comes with it, you know? Yeah. yeah. You're attracted to the pressure. Yeah. I love pressure. People hate it, but it gets me going. You know, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it took a while like to, uh, know how to like manage it, but it's, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Was that kind of something you just developed over time? Yeah, it took a while. It took a while because I mean, I'm sure a lot of goalies could, could back me up on that, but yeah, it's, it's nerve wracking before a game usually. And I'm sure player for, for players too, but you don't want to be the one who like screws up and, and, and like lets in a bad goal or something like that. So it's always a lot of pressure. Um, but yeah, over the years, I just learned how to like manage it and turn it into something positive more. Not, not easy to do. I don't envy no, your job at all. <laughs> not easy. So what was it like growing up in, in France and trying to pursue hockey? What was the club system like? So it's a little, yeah, a little different. Sport in France isn't related to like school usually. So you don't, you don't play for your school, even when you're a kid. So it's all clubs. But yeah, I don't know, at the first it was just like having fun. And, and we don't have, a, like, we don't really have access, especially when we were young to like watching like the NHL. And, and all that so we knew it was a thing and, and it kind of being it being a kid it was still a dream but you're so far away from all that so you just try to focus and, and try to do the best you can at your level uh, wherever you are yeah it was, it, was, it was fun yeah and kind of in the back of your mind I, I saw that you you ended up making the move to the U.S. before going to college was that strictly a hockey decision or what what was the thought process behind that so I actually, um, when I was 13 years old, I spent a year in Phoenix, Arizona. We had some friends over there. They offered us to like, I mean, me to, to come uh, for a year and like just experience the, the American way. Um, so I did that for a year and I absolutely loved it. It was such a contrast from like France and it's just, you know, like the American culture is all over Europe and everything. So as a kid, you always see American stuff and you just want to see what it is over there, you know? So, uh. Yeah, it was such a great year, and, and I came back to France after that, and I always wanted to uh, go back. Uh, that was like my, my dream, kind of, so play play hockey again in the U.S., and, and so I did. I uh, came back when I was 19, played juniors in Rochester, New York, and, and so that's how it started, and now it's been five years. So Yeah, I, I didn't understand kind of how hockey worked, like NCAA-wise. I didn't realize mm-hmm. a lot of you are actually older when you enter college and there's like this junior there's this junior program i i didn't piece that together so mm. i mean there's there's a couple of questions there but i guess the first one would be what was the difference like between your u.s experience the before you go into college and maybe what you were up to in france playing for the national team uh yeah definitely different i mean i, th- I think that the first difference level wise obviously i mean there, there's some good players in france but um like as a team, they're they're uh, they're stronger. You have so many players in the U.S. Um, even like even if you're not playing for the best junior teams, there's lots of talent. So that was a big difference. It took me a while to uh, adjust to to the speed and and all that to even my my junior team. So that was that was a difference um, in just how competitive it was. I mean, players wanted to play to go to college, and for for they they had like a real purpose. And in France, it wasn't always the case. Most of the years I played, it was just kind of like other oh, kids were playing just to like play, you know. And I always wanted to do something with hockey, so sometimes it was kind of frustrating just to 
you, you give your best and, and some of the, the players there don't really care. But when I got here, you can, I mean, there's always players who, who don't give like their best, but mostly it was more competitive, I'd say. Yeah. And that was, and that was difficult for you to adjust to. Did you expect that coming in? No, honestly, I mean, I didn't really know anything about it. So I'm just, uh, yeah, I realized it right away. It was, it was a, it was a hard month at first just to like adjust to everything, but I moved all over France and it wasn't the first time going away from home. So I knew how to overcome it and it worked out. And your, your previous U.S. experience when you were 13 probably helped out with the culture difference. It did a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of lost my English. Uh, it was hard after seven years, but uh, yeah, I, I understood English pretty good and I knew what it was kind of like, but it was a cross country. So I know it's not a huge difference, but a little bit from, from Phoenix to, to Rochester, New York. Rochester. Oh yeah. My family's from that area. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My mom grew up in, do you know where Utica is? Yep. Yeah. We, we won our national championship there actually. Oh really? Yeah. That was a good time. Mm. Oh, that's, that's cool. That's a cool connection. Yeah, it was cool. So how many years were you in the junior program in the U.S.? Was it two? Just one year. I was Just one year? Yeah, I was going to do two. Uh, I was going to come a year before, so I had everything ready, and then it just didn't work out with the, with the club. Um, so I ended up staying an extra year in France, but uh, I ended up going to that same place, Rochester, the year after. So it's just a mm-hmm. year before I got recruited to go play college. Yeah. And what would uh, your recruiting process have looked like had you stayed in France? Would would you have ended up playing in the U.S.? No, definitely not. I mean, I don't think it's a place where recruiters go. There's there's a kid who got drafted last year in France, actually, but he was like blowing it up and, and was playing in the top French league. But that was really an exception. Usually you don't really get noticed when you play in France. That's why so many kids who, who have talent usually leave France for uh, maybe Scandinavia or, or Switzerland or, or better leagues or the U.S. Mm-hmm. Try to get better hockey and then get noticed. Yeah. So was your dream to play D1 or did, were you just happy to be playing and Norwich kind of fell into your lap? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd say whoever plays juniors, the, the, the dream is to play for, for a D1 school and then the big schools. But yeah, it didn't work out. I was a little bit um, annoyed with that at first because I, I thought I could have. But looking back at it, I think it worked out pretty good, and, and I'm kind of happy I chose the, the D3 path. Yeah, and I, I noticed that you you kind of had to pay your dues coming in, and you you didn't play a whole lot your first year. What, mm-hmm. what was that kind of like for you going, like you're playing at a D3 school, obviously a very good D, D3 school, mm-hmm. but how did you handle that and kind of make it work for you going forward? Yeah, it wasn't an easy year. Like like you said, I was just practicing, and, and there was two very good goals in front of me. So wasn't always getting much ice time if it was like practice or, or games, obviously. So um, that wasn't easy to handle all the time. Um, but I just stayed positive and, and looked in the future, and I was like, all right, it's just one year. You got three more to go and then just work hard, and you know that your time's going to come because obviously these goalies weren't going to be there forever. So yeah, just try to stay positive, and and I kind of knew coming in that I wasn't going to play that much, or at all. So it wasn't really a surprise, but um, yeah, just had to stay positive and, and go through it. We we kind of glossed over this, but you you have that extra year, so you come into college. You're, you're are you twenty when you come into college? I was actually uh, 
I was 20, 21. Yeah, I think I was 21. Yeah. Yeah. So you have like a, a little uh, time there to mature while you're playing in the juniors. Do you think that was helpful for your, your thought process? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's always weird when you come in, you're 21 and there's kids who are like 18 and they're in your class. But uh, I think, yeah, you come in more mature. It's a little hard to kind of go back to that schedule because junior hockey, it's like kind of like a pro hockey schedule. You just play hockey and then you're on your time off. You do whatever you want. So mm-hmm. it was a little hard at first to like just go back to school and sit down in the class. And I think for everyone, it just takes a little while to get used to it because you, you haven't done school for for like three years almost you know so but yeah no it was after yeah, the it's like everything it takes a little while and then you you adjust to it yeah no you you come in kind of culture shocked and then you're like oh two months later i was like oh, i don't know what i was worried about yeah no definitely but maturity wise i think you can tell like especially our team i think we're all pretty mature coming in being older and and uh, you can you can see it on how we behave with other people and, and, and stuff Mm-hmm. So is it? It's quite common for all all you hockey guys to come in and kind of be in the the twenty year old freshman mm-hmm. range, right? Yeah, it is. yeah. You, you have some guys who come out of prep school sometimes, uh, who who will be eighteen, nineteen. But we only had like two or three guys who were in that position. I think is that just like a a physical development thing? I'm I'm just curious. Yeah, I think it's just that. I mean, college hockey, I think, just got so good and. Kind of, I think there's a gap that was created from because before it used to be like every other sport, like you went from high school straight to college and started playing. But uh, I mean, from what I can see, I think it's just that college hockey got got very good, and there's such a gap that was created in between. And and most, I think, most high school players are are just not ready physically and mentally to to play for for a college team yet. So I think that's why uh, junior hockey became more popular. To kind of like, yeah, like bridge that gap. I find it really interesting. I think if I could go back and take like a gap year and have like an extra year Mm. or two to develop, like just maturity wise, like maybe less so tennis wise, but I think it would help a lot. Yeah, definitely. But NCAA rules are kind of weird that way, except for hockey. (laughs) No, definitely. Which is cool. Yeah, no, no, no no other other sport does it. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. Mm. So getting back into your actual like, growth as a as a player i noticed so you come in and you're you're behind is it one or two guys that you were behind in the rotation as a goalie so my freshman year two guys they were actually splitting time yeah Mm -hmm. what was it like to kind of see their level and learn from them was it was it really impactful yeah so it was like i said i talked about like being it hard but at the same time like i think i got to learn from them um they're both very good goalies great guys too um one of them went on to play two years in the East Coast and had a game in the AHL, so he had a pretty good career after that. And, and the other one played pro for a little bit too. Um, but yeah, so I think just like all you can do being on the bench is just watch and learn, you know. So I think that's what I did, and, and, and it helped me too. And mm-hmm. uh, they were just very nice with me too. Um, if I had advice or, or anything, I could talk to them very easily. Mm-hmm. And then I also noticed that you had a coaching change going into your sophomore year. Yeah, and that was after a national championship, right? Uh, no, it was uh, a year after. So we had our first my freshman year. My freshman year, we had the national championship, and the next year was kind of tough. We lost like nine seniors, so it's always hard usually when you lose so many seniors. And then we had the, the coaching change. So I had two years with the old coach and two years with the new coach. Gotcha, gotcha. How was managing that? I've never experienced a college coaching change. 
Yeah, I know it was uh, it was very nerve wracking at first because you know you always know what you lose and you don't know what you're gonna get instead. So we so we we had yeah the first two years we had Coach McShane, great coach obviously he had as a great career and he was very successful. So it's always you know when there's a new coach that comes in you always see programs sometimes that just like crash from there you know when there's a change of stuff. So it was kind of like the big question for everyone in, in the community to see if we were going to be able to stay successful. So a new coach came in and, and turned out to be great. And, and for me, I think especially because he was a goalie. So right away, we really uh, created a bond, a goalie bond kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think I got to working with him, really uh, stepped, up, stepped up my game. And, and I think that's what uh, made me successful for sure. Yeah, I, I noticed Going into your junior year, that's really when you started to blossom as a goalie, right? Yeah, that's it. So my sophomore year, I got to play a little bit after uh, freshman year and got some action too in the playoffs, which uh, was uh, a good first challenge with like first time playing in front of like so many fans and stuff. But yeah, I really stepped in my junior year as a starter. What exactly like can you pinpoint that? Was it a mental shift? Was it a physical shift that that really propelled you forward? First. There was room, so like the the two the two guys in front of me weren't there anymore. So it was me and other guys, and all the other guys were younger. But I mean, I, like, you know, it doesn't always mean anything. It's not because you're older that you're gonna get the net. But uh, yeah, I think being there and kind of waiting for my turn for two years and just yeah, growing, maturing, um, getting better. I think I was just ready at that point. Mm-hmm. So I've been having these conversations with with D three athletes about like kind of why they they choose D3 versus D1. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the reason is like playing time. And obviously you're a very different case where you, you don't get the playing time right away. But I'm curious how that like ex- the actual experience that you, you started to accumulate starting a little bit in your sophomore year and your junior year, how much improvement you saw versus kind of sitting and doing the, the practice squad thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's super important to play. Like practicing is a thing, but... Uh, you got to put all that into your practice and in and, and the game. And there's so many aspects in a game that you don't get in, in the practice, like the pressure, first time playing in front of fans and, and all that. And I think I, like that, that year, the junior year, uh, that's where I really I, I made the step up. And it wasn't easy at first just to know you're the starter and you got to you gotta show up. You got to like more pressure. You got other guys fighting for the job too. But yeah, it's, I don't know, not easy, not easy but you... You just work for it. You get used to it. You work hard. Yeah, no, exactly. And you like the pressure anyway, so. Yeah, no, I used to hate it, but I try to see good things in it and yeah, try to feed from it. Yeah. Mm. So at what point you have like a historic senior year, and I'm just curious, like at what point do you start to think a pro career could really happen for me? I don't know. I mean, I always wanted a pro career, so it wasn't like new, but I just didn't know like my freshman like my my freshman and sophomore year I was like kind of going towards maybe like trying to do better in school maybe going for like a job after because I wasn't sure that I was going to be able to play later and missing D1 and all that I kind of thought that I mean obviously and it's kind of true it's harder to get to pro after so um I always had that dream in mind but it it looked it looked like it was going to be very very hard um but then I had a very good junior year. I was getting some talks already and some good feedback. So I just knew that I had to do the job again and, and have a big, big season just to 
being noticed, you know, because like when you're in D3, it's hard to get scouts at your game and stuff. So I just knew that I needed to have a great season and, and, and yeah, just while knowing I didn't want to like put extra pressure on me. So it's more about like having fun this year is my last year. So it's kind of like try to have fun and, and we'll see how it goes. You know, if it doesn't work out, well, you'll go back to France and try to ho- play hockey there or somewhere else in Europe. But, but yeah, like the season started great. And around Christmas, had great numbers. We got an agent, and and that's when I, I kind of knew that I was gonna probably get a shot somewhere. I don't know if it was gonna be the, the third level, the East Coast Hockey League, or or the second, the AHL. Mm-hmm. And the AHL yeah. called right. You signed with the Ice Hogs. Ice Hogs, yeah, Rockford Ice Hogs. Um, yeah, awesome. so I didn't know. Um, so during the season, it was kind of like. I wasn't really focusing on that. I mean, your main job is to focus on playing hockey and playing your best hockey. So it's just letting the agent do his job. And it was more after the season that I realized that there's lots of interest. There were like NHL uh, scouts at every games and, and stuff. So that was pretty cool to know. Um, but apparently, uh, Rockford uh, Ice Hogs uh, were interested uh, early on, and um, they were the first one to actually propose a contract. Other teams were just offering uh, NHL camps, which is nice, but you don't know what you're going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. So I heard that, and I talked with the uh, the the guys and the, the from the organizations and from from Rockford and and the whole Chicago organization, and I heard great things about it, and that they really cared about their players, and we really tried to look more because it's a two year contract, so looking more on the development side and not. Like having, I mean, obviously you're, I'm going to have to perform, but it's not like you have to perform next year or you're out. So it was really, uh, getting two years was really, um, a relief in a way because pro hockey can be really tough sometimes because it's, it's a business, you know, if you don't perform, you're out. So just having the security kind of, and, and kind of taking like that extra pressure away and, and just focusing on what you have to do. And then, cause there's going to be a gap from D3 to, <laughs> to pro. So, uh, it's kind of nice to know that I'll have like that time to adjust to it. Yeah. So do you think they, they're looking at you as a project's the wrong word, but they, they see a lot of potential in you and they're, they gave you the two year contract just so they can get you, they can give you that time to grow. That's awesome. They must really care. No, I know. That's why like other teams were interested, but they weren't like seeing it that way. They were just kind of like offering a campus. Like if you do great, Maybe I was going to get something, but it was just nice to see that uh, they were the first one and the first offer on the table that they really cared and, and they liked the way I play and they think that I could grow in their organizations to become something better. So I'm really happy with the choice I made. Yeah. And have you been talking to other players? Do you have any idea what to expect from the daily grind? Yeah, I mean, kind of. Like You, you kind of know what to expect. I mean, yeah, like I, I talked to other players who either have been through this even in france there's a bunch of players who, who played on um, in north america and they go over to europe so i can kind of know like what it's going to be like kind of but i think i'm really going to realize it once you get there because it's such a, a big season and i'm sure there's going to be more pressure and and all that so but i'm kind of yeah kind of expecting a little bit what's going to be here mm-hmm. do you feel prepared coming out of uh, d3 and and norwich yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm prepared. That's that's my job. Like now being a, a pro athlete, it's funny to say, but it's your job. So 
I'm not going to have to work in the summers. I used to work construction every summer, so that was that was not easy to be able to play for uh, pay for college. So now I'm finally getting the summer off, and, and I'm just going to focus on really getting ready, rather it's physically and mentally. But there's going to be an adjustment process, obviously. Uh, it's a big jump. I mean, it's always a big jump when you come from D1. So when you come from D3, I'm sure it's even bigger. But uh, like I said, I've been in a bunch of different leagues and, and places, and there's always a little adjustment period, And but I'm sure I'll, I'll be fine. Yeah. Have you started your, your new training yet? yourself training to prepare yeah yeah i kind of i got in contact with their uh, physical uh, and strength coach so i'm um, starting a new program physically and uh, nutrition too got in contact with nutritionist so it's kind of nice to see all these uh, things that you have access now now that you signed you know um so it's it's kind of cool yeah but uh yeah so i'm just gonna work physically uh we were able to get on the ice for a little bit now we're going to pennsylvania get some ice <laughs> That's not not super. I mean, it's kind of close, but you gotta drive a little bit. So yeah, getting ready slowly, but I'll be ready when it's time to go. That's awesome, man. I'm I'm super excited to to follow along. No, thank you, thank you. Yeah, going into the senior year, was your preparation any different in the summer and at school? Not really. I think even though like the the numbers didn't really reflect my like that much my junior year, it was it was already a pretty good year. So. I knew where I was coming from. Uh, I had a good year. I just wanted to make it better. But I think where I changed the most was my, yeah, the, the way I, I thought about things. And, and like I said, it was my, my uh, it was my senior year. And I really want to like, it's more about like, don't pressure yourself. Because if you pressure yourself too much, like you have to make it pro, there's a good chance it won't happen. So it's just like, take that pressure away, keep the good pressure and just have fun. And, and it was such a great year honestly every game like when i was you know talking about pressure when i was younger like i used to be terrified to go to games sometimes yeah the same you're just yeah you're just like hoping it's not coming like you're just hoping that something's going to happen and the game's going to ca- get canceled or something because you're just i was just so petrified mm-hmm. being in the net and like just to mess up or something but but like that's how i was able to turn that that, that bad pressure into good things and this year i was just waiting for games and then on game days i was just so excited and then the game like the day was going so slow i just wanted to be there and yeah it was it was great such a great year for that so yeah it's, it's sad that it ended up that way but yeah is that a confidence thing because like I've, I've experienced that as well where i'm just so scared to show up to my matches mm-hmm. were you just in this flow state all season i think yeah I've definitely definitely confidence come definitely helps for sure uh I didn't have yeah, like I didn't have too much confidence when I was scared to go to games. But yeah, like I just got better and and getting more mature too helps getting confidence. Um, but yeah, like I, I wasn't scared like to like screw up a game or something. Um, not at all. Uh, I was just going to the games and whatever happens happens. But I was just like I said, I was just so happy to be on the ice. Um, in front of all the fans, we had such a great community and, and the school was just so great and everything that I, I was just, I knew we were going to play great and I wasn't scared to get scored on or anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I knew, I knew that my team had great confidence in me, uh, which always helps and, and to like get that, that bad pressure away. So I just let room for me to show what I had and really play my game and get all the, get rid of all the bad things. Yeah. I, I think that's really good insight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
No, that's really cool. So like during those that nine game stretch where you were you were shutting out everybody that mm-hmm. you were you were just showing up and you're like nothing's gonna get by me. <laughs> yeah, I mean I didn't really like it wasn't too much like I, I knew I was gonna get a shutout or anything because I think that's like the wrong way to like approach a game. I was just focusing like one puck at a time, and I was like, man, if you get scored on, it's hockey. Like <laughs> you get scored on, it's normal. But mm-hmm. uh, I was just like, yeah, boring games. I'm like just you know how to play your game that's all you have to do like don't worry about anything else just go in the net you know what you have to do to stop a puck you know how to stop a puck so just focus on every puck one at a time and don't think about the result like because if if i started thinking about like oh man like i have six shutouts in a row i gotta get a seventh like i think that's where i was gonna screw up so it's just like oh wow like one awesome oh i got two awesome and oh i got six so cool and i'm just just kept on going but it wasn't like i have to get another one it's just it's just like a plus like every time mm-hmm. i got an extra shot i was like oh man that's awesome but like maybe the next one is going to be uh you're going to get scored on maybe you're going to get scored on like five who knows but who cares i'll just go out there uh, play my game and we'll see what happens and, and just good things came from that is that thinking kind of a, a product of coaching or is that something you kind of came to by yourself a little bit of both. I think I think uh, my coach uh, the second year. I mean, no, sorry, my my second coach. Uh, so my junior and, and, and uh, senior year just like kind of gave me all the tools to feel great. I'd say, uh, but then I think you can only like reflect on yourself. I mean, it's not like I've had a mental coach or anything. So it was really throughout all these years. You see what you try to know yourself best uh, more and more. Like the, the older you grow up, you get you, you get to know yourself more and. You just see what works and what doesn't work for you. So um, even during my college career, some things that uh, I saw wasn't working for me and just some silly things. But uh, I used to listen to like rap or, or aggressive music uh, before games. Like, you know, like that, that kind of thing. You think that before a game, you get a bit all pumped up and like be uh, super energized. But I realized that that wasn't working for me. So I started li- listening to like classical music before games and call my nerves and and, and warm-up less. I used to warm up like a lot, maybe like 15, 20 minutes and, and get really my heartbeat going, my muscles going. And uh, and wasn't working for me. And I just, so yeah, I gave up and realized how I think the mental part of the game is more important than actually your physics because you're going to be ready. Like you have a warm-up before a game, you'll, you'll be physically ready. But I don't think like maybe that's one of the problems today. I think we forget how important it is to mentally be ready too before a game. And that's what I really focused on before games. Sometimes, uh, like I, I try to get away from routines. Uh, I just obviously there it, it kind of it's always kind of similar, but it wasn't like you know some people have like go to the rink or or any sports and like oh I got to do this to get ready. Just every day I got to the rink and it was all right. How how do I feel? If I need to like close my eyes for a little bit, I'll close my eyes for a little bit. If I need to, if my legs are heavy, I'll, I'll get a better warm up. If I'm if I if I think I need to practice more or like meditate or something, I would just do something different every time. Just listen to my body and see what would make me ready for the game. And, and so yeah, I think it was more about trying to know yourself over the years, see what works and what doesn't work for you. And yeah, just realizing how the mental game is almost as important or even more important as your physical game. I'd say. I love what you just said because it's so true. Every every day is so different, and you just got you, you're gonna feel different every day, and you really just gotta be in tune with with what might work that day. Yeah, no, definitely. Sometimes you get you get at the rank at different times. When you're on the road, you'll you'll get there maybe like an hour before the game. Sometimes you'll get there three hours before the game. Yeah, like every day, depending on what you eat, how how many hours of sleep you you got, 
you f- every day you feel different before the game. So if you only have one routine, it doesn't mean it's going to work every time. So I was just trying to get away from that and, and yeah, just listen to yourself. Like, what do I need right now to get ready? Basically. Yeah. You see, this is the benefit of being a, an older collegiate athlete. You have, you have that maturity to really understand what you need. Yeah. And I wish, I wish I got it before, you know, but it's better to like understand it one day rather than never. But yeah, I think for, it, came, it came from maturity and, and confidence and, yeah. Yeah. I just have a couple more questions for you. Yeah, no problem. I think it would be nice to kind of know when you look back on your, your college career, what are you most proud of? I'm just proud I, I just made that decision, first of all. Um, like I was saying, for whoever was trying to, like, who, all the guys who were playing juniors with me, like, the, the dream and the goal was to, like, play D1. And so when I went to, like, the uh, Norwich D3 school, I was, like, I know it's a good school, but it's D3, and I was kind of like, man, like I'm really upset about it. But looking back, I think that it was probably one of the best things for me because I, I think I'm kind of like a late bloomer. Uh, it took me a while. Like some, some guys, I mean, when you see guys playing in the NHL when they're 18, I mean, their their maturity has got to be insane. You know, like They're not just ready physically, but they're ready mentally. And some guys like me, I think, just get it later, you know, and so it took me longer. But, yeah, I mean... I like that's why I'm saying if I if I played G one for example like me, me taking so long to develop I think I could have I think I could have played D one uh, uh, or got recruited by a D one team you just never know how it goes like there's so many good goals there um, and some goals that are usually recruited from better junior leagues than where I played so I just didn't know if I was gonna get some ice time you know mm-hmm. so I could have gone to G one and I could have been happy at first but not getting any any ice time because if you're like in G one sometimes like it's either they're ready or you're not. And, and you see a lot of goalies who come in G1 and have the net for four years. So if you're just one of that goalies who, who come in, who comes in and, and you're a good goalie, but you, you don't have the, the net. Like I wasn't moving pro after that. If you don't, if you don't play, you're, you're not going pro, right? So uh, I was just like looking back, just very happy that I made that choice to go such a, to such a great school. It was unbelievable. And, and what, what, what they gave me, great education and, and, and a future in hockey too. And just gave me the time to like develop at my own rhythm and yeah because like I, we saw it it took me like two years before I was a starter and, and I think during those two years that's when I, I really developed and yeah physically uh maturely and all that so yeah if I went to a D1 school I don't think it, it would have been the same and so I think yeah going to, to Norwich maybe even ended up better for me you know yeah I completely agree I when I was doing the research on you and I was just like, we, we have so much in common. Like I was also a late bloomer. And I think if, if I went, it's not that I couldn't have ended up playing at a D1 school, but maybe I get lost in the shuffle. Maybe I don't, maybe I get better, but you just don't know. So finding yourself in the right situation is, is just so important. Yeah, exactly. I think there's less pressure and it just gave me more time to find myself. And yeah, so there were the... I had the right opportunities that I think that uh, our new coach really helped me and he was the one who got me in contact with my agent and all that. But yeah, it's, I don't know, looking back, I just think it's such a, a good choice and <laughs> I don't regret at all not playing D1. You know? Yeah, that's that's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Okay, so my last three questions for you. This question is, uh, if you could turn any unhealthy food into a superfood, what would it be? Nutella. Nutella, okay. I love Nutella. I, I could just eat Nutella straight with the spoon, and, and I still do sometimes, but 
nutritionist said I need to cut it. So <laughs> haven't haven't had Nutella for a little while, but that's my uh, my little pleasure. Yeah. You're very European. Yes, I am. <laughs> it's huge there. Yeah, France. Like in France, it's that's such a big thing. We put on everything, toast and stuff. So yeah, I love it. By the way, I I forgot to mention this. You you played your French junior hockey in Rouen. Yeah. I spent some time there. Oh, really? That's all. Awesome. Yeah. After my sophomore year in the summer, my teammate and I, we, we went and played like club tennis or not club tennis, but we played tennis tournaments around France. Okay. And that was, that was our first stop. And then after that, we bought a tent and we were just camping out around France. It was a good time. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So many guys want to do that. All my team wants to go to Europe and like do a backpack trip, you know, kind of. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a good city. It's a, it's a nice city. It's pretty. I, I enjoyed it. I I couldn't tell you what I saw, or I don't really remember a whole lot, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> I was, yeah, it was fun. Me too. Yeah. And then, uh, any advice for D three athletes who want to take their games to the pros? I mean, there. I don't think there is like one answer all the time. Like it's it's hard to say. Like you got to do this to make a pro. I mean, it's different for everyone. But I think uh, what really where I really stood out, I'd say, it would be just my work ethic and and. But not just on the ice. Like, I honestly, I rarely parties. Uh, like party, I would go out with the guys, but uh, I, I don't really drink alcohol. I don't mess around with my sleep. I just really try to live my life as a pro, kind of being really serious about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the thing. I mean, you see some guys who, who go D three and they're like, "Well, it's D three hockey, like, so it's I have less chance to make it a pro. So what am I going to do? I'm going to have more time, like, to to have fun, you know." So uh, you gotta have fun, obviously. But if you wanna, if you wanna play pro, you, you can't cheat yourself. You, you you know you gotta know what you, you wanna do, and and you gotta live your life that way. I think. I mean, you, you can't you can't try to grow pro and just not. I mean, it works for some people, but if you're partying all the time, you just sleep four hours a night. And you don't you don't be careful what you eat. It just reduces your chance to be at your best, kind of. So I just say, if if that's really your dream to play pro, well, act like a pro player and do the right things kind of yeah i completely agree i i think it's easy to fall into that d3 we have no chance kind of mentality but really d3 you you just have to stand out and be even more professional yeah no like like you said playing d3 and like i said too before uh you get you get less exposure so it's even your job to like even be better and be more serious about it than a d1 player because you have so much like there's such a big gap, such a big bridge that you got to be so much more serious if if you're trying to like stand out in between all the D1 guys and all the D3 guys. So that's what I try to do. Mm-hmm. Was that difficult for you to do? I don't know. Maybe your teammates didn't always feel the same way, or were you pretty self-disciplined? Yeah, it's not always easy because like some guys are totally fine. Like some guys don't have a desire to play pro, and that's fine. You can't. I mean. Yeah, you're not gonna tell everyone like you gotta play pro. It's, it's 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 your life. You you do whatever you want. Some guys just play hockey to to have fun in college, and then some of my teammates were were like that. So you can't you can't be mad at them for that. But at the same time, it's the same thing. If if you're trying to win a national championship, you gotta once again uh, act professionally. I think so. It was it was not always easy. Just uh, like you, you try your best to. Uh, get your sleep, uh, eat the best you can, uh, try to stay away from alcohol so that you're ready on Monday. And then some other guys on the same team uh, just do the opposite sometimes and 
they're not always ready to go. So it, it can be frustrating for sure. But you can't you can't always blame them. I mean, like it's kind of true. Like it, usually, if you play G three, it's it's hard obviously to play pro. So they they just have that mentality where I don't have a chance, so I'm just gonna have fun, you know. And, and if, mm-hmm. if if they want to go to college and then because that's some some of them that's what they want to do. They want to play G three. They want to do four years, have fun, drink, and party. So if that's what they want to do, you can't you can't get mad at them for that. Yeah, it's really just about setting your own individual goals and whatever that might be, just follow through with them. Yeah, no, exactly. So I try to focus on myself. And I mean, when when you get older, yeah, you kind of become more of a leader in your team. So I try to like talk to some guys sometimes, and then because the same time it can affect you. Like if one of your G or or offense isn't playing well because he wasn't serious about something that's gonna have repercussion on the team or or on myself so it kind of affects me in the way so i think i i do have a say in it sometimes but um you can't control everything obviously mm-hmm. last question for you how do you define success Oof, that's always a tough one but uh wow yeah that is a very tough no, i don't know i think success is i don't think it's always a matter of where you go it's just how you do it and how serious you do things. I mean, and at what level? I mean, let's say I was pretty successful from a college career, but going to pro now, I'm, I've pr- proven nothing, you know? So I don't know. I think it's about being a good person and, and being good at what you do. doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's <laughs> not an easy one. <laughs> but yeah, no, trying to give yourself, yeah, just give you your best, whatever you do in life. I mean, it's not always about money. It's just about you can be a successful person and what you've become. Uh, you should become a great person that people look up to. I think that's a success too. It's not just about how much money you have or stuff or, or how far you went in, in hockey or, or tennis or anything, you know. Definitely. Well, Tom, I very much enjoyed this. Thanks for taking the time and best of luck to you. It was a great pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Best of luck to you too. I hope you enjoyed hearing Tom's story as much as I did. I think he had a lot of great things to say, including his message about being a professional in the D3 environment in order to stand out. If you'd like to keep up with him on his pro journey, you can find him on Instagram at Tom Auburn, and you can find us on social media at d 3 to pro If you like the podcast, please subscribe, and I'll see you next week on D3 to pro